Amen. It's good to be with you. Um, and um, it's amazing the time of worship we've had already. I feel like that um, just getting into the presence of God and just singing about his love is so much of what I want to share with you today. And, um, you know, so I was really encouraged just being able to just to worship God in that way. And um, I was like thinking, all these songs, it's like, it's almost like you knew what I was going to speak about today. Did you know? And then what you brought, and the Bible passage that you brought, what was the Bible passage? John 3.16. So um, so I'm going to start by reading Romans chapter 8. So our series at the moment is about slowing down and, um, and you know, and it's not about slowing down so that we don't do anything in life or we, we stop doing our jobs or we stop doing the things that we're responsible for and things like that. But it's, it's about slowing down enough to know what it is that God is saying to us, taking time and um, effort and energy into pursuing what is it that God is saying to us right now? What is God saying to me right now? What is God wanting to do in my life right now? Right now, because when we allow God into our hearts and into our lives, then personal transformation happens and fruitfulness starts happening in our lives. And, and, and we have to make a point of slowing down because otherwise it just doesn't happen. It takes effort to slow down. And I'm going to read this passage from um, Romans chapter 8, and it's about God's love. And so today I'm talking about slowing down enough to go deeper into love. So Romans chapter 8, from verse 31 to 39. So what then, shall we say, in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for his all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that a beautiful passage? amazing passage if we can let that just permeate into our hearts and life of understanding the depths and the and the power of God's love that nothing can come between God's love and us 
You know, Paul here was talking to a people who were being persecuted, um, talking to a people who perhaps maybe their family members were being killed because of their faith in God. And so they needed to know that, that they weren't alone, that God was with them all the time, that God was never going to let them go. And it's because of God's love that he sent his son so that we may know him and know for certain that he is with us. So his, his presence amongst us in Jesus Christ coming here to, to be with us, to reveal himself for, to us through Jesus Christ was to show us that we are not alone. The perfect creator God who loves us so much sent his one and only son so that we can know his love for us. And he stays with us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Ruth read about that already in in John. And Paul here is trying to reassure us that um, those of us that are suffering, he was trying to reassure those people that were suffering, that... um, of God's love in sending God his son. And surely if he is like willing to send his son for us, if his love is so that he will send his son for us, then how much more is he willing to, to hear us, to hear our prayers, to respond to us because of his love for us? And, and Paul was trying to get this message across. You know, we can even stand before our perfect father because of what Christ Jesus has done. We are no longer condemned. What, but what about all those mistakes that I keep making? Our Heavenly Father does not condemn us. But what about my failings, my struggling? I don't feel like I'm an overcomer. I feel like a failure. I'm struggling in my relationships. I'm lonely, I'm sad. That Jesus is the judge of all things, and yet he does not condemn us. Not only that, does he not condemn us, but he intercedes for us. He stands there as our advocate, standing there between the one who is accusing us and our heavenly father. And he's there defending us. His love is there passionately saying, I love this person. I'm there for this person. I've redeemed this person. I've made this person whole with my love. So no matter what can come against us, nothing can come between God's love for you and God. How wonderful is that, that, you know, when things start going wrong in our lives or maybe there are things that we're trying to work through in our day and and it is hard and it is difficult. So even going through all of that and working that out and all the struggles and all the difficulties, to remember God's love, that God's love is with us, that he is never going to leave us, that nothing can come against his love for us. That is just so powerful. This is a powerful message telling us that nothing can change God's love for us. And we need to know that his love is right there with us, just like the early church needs to know that. Because we need to know that God's love is what makes us whole when, when everything else around us is rubbish. We need to know that God's love is what will hold us together even when everything else around us is chaotic. We need to know that God's love will give us peace, 
even though everything around us turns out to be a complete mess. God's love gives us value and worth, even though everything that we try to accomplish fails. It's God's love that washes us clean, even when we make wrong choices in life. God's love is not this gooey, gushy thing that's, that's really romantic and gushy. And, and even though we get to experience moments like that in his presence, when we, we do experience his love and his grace and we come into his presence and we feel that, that's not what his love is about. His love is powerful. His love is supernatural. God is love. So the opportunity that we have to slow down and to go deeper into God, to deeper into God's love and experience the truth of his love is a really precious, powerful, supernatural gift that God has given to us so that we can go deeper into God. So we can go deeper into experience something of life and fruitfulness and wholeness and healing and strength and wisdom. Going deeper into love is going deeper into God himself. You know, his love has nailed your sin to the cross. And we know that. His love is why Jesus is standing there between you and the accuser. You know, the accuser who says, you're rubbish. Jesus says, you are precious. The accuser who says to you, you call yourself a Christian. You are so bad. Jesus says, you are sons and daughters of the most wonderful heavenly father. The accuser who says to you, you're not loved. Jesus says, Our Heavenly Father sent me into the world because of our love for you. The accuser who says, you are ugly, useless, a terrible person. Jesus says, you are wonderfully and fearfully made with a purpose in mind. His love is that he stands there between you and the accuser defending you. So that you can freely come before the Father, innocent, free, free from guilt, free from shame, accepted. It's in his love that you will find fruitfulness. It is in his love that you will be fulfilled. And there is nothing that you can desire that can compare to the love of God. Even Paul talked about this when he said that I consider everything else as rubbish compared to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. There is nothing that we can compare to God's supernatural, powerful love. There's nothing that we can desire more than his love. What is there compared to that? There's this prophetic passage in Ezekiel um, chapter 47. It's this beautiful passage talking about the river of God that goes from the throne of God out of the temple into the world. And Ezekiel talks about how a man leads him into the river. And the man leads him into the river and, he becomes, and it becomes ankle deep. And then the man leads him even further and it becomes waist deep. And then the man leads him even further and it becomes so deep that he has to swim. 
And he talks about this river of it being um, full of life and, and fruitfulness because um, in this um, river, as it meets the salt water, the salt water becomes fresh. And there's all kinds of living fish just living in this river and um, full of life. And along the banks of the river, there's all kinds of animals that will come to the river. And there are trees that are full of fruit and, and they, the leaves will not wither. And the trees are good enough, the fruit is good enough to eat and the leaves are for healing. You know, God's love is unmeasurable. It's full of life and fruitfulness, just like this river. I think if we step into the love of God and go um, um, ankle deep, I think we could stay there if we wanted to. Or we can stay there in our understanding. We can stay ankle deep in our experience of his love. We can stay there in our identity and knowledge of his love, just, just ankle deep. Or we could allow him to lead us even further into his love. You know, we can venture out further into the depths of his love until we are waist deep in our understanding in our experience, in our identity of the knowledge of his love, with our feet still on the floor. And we can stay there, but I don't think we were meant to stay there. I think we were meant to let him lead us even further so that we are swimming, completely immersed in his full acceptance and love. Now, Jesus tells us to remain in God's love because unless we remain in his love, we will not be fruitful. If we remain in him and he remains in us, we will bear fruit. Now, there are times in my life when I do feel like things have gone a bit stale. I feel like there's times when I feel like I've lost my way a bit. And then I realize, and, and I realize that, do you know what? I've not been spending time just experiencing and knowing and reminding myself of God's love for me. I've got all caught up in life and the busyness of life and doing lots of things and thinking that I just need to do this because this is what I've been called to do and, and finding, well, where, why am I starting to feel stale? Why is, what is going on? And, and it's in that, those moments that I realise that I just need to slow down and just let myself just go deeper into him. And it's in those moments, just like the salt water going fresh, that, that my life finds this freshness again because it's, it's touching the love of God and I'm experiencing his love and his affirmation and his acceptance and, and it's doing something in my life. Because it's in his love that I will find meaning it's in his love that I will find hope. It's in his love that I will find fruitfulness. What is that that when we feel stale and lifeless, I don't know if anyone else can identify with this, but, but the last thing we often want to do is draw close to God when things are difficult. We just, we just keep on doing, we keep on striving, we keep on trying to do things to make things right again. Yet that is exactly what our lives are yearning for, to go deeper into love. The thing is, we all, long, we all long for love. We chase after 
it. We, um, we feel like we have to be doing to achieve so that we gain acceptance, value and worth. And yet it's freely given to us without us actually ever having to do anything. There's nothing that we can do to earn it. Everything we think we need to do to get love, to get more acceptance, to get value and worth only causes burnout, stress, addiction, issues in our life, depression, anger. You know, I think so many of us do know about God's love. And we talk about God's love and we get excited about God's love. We sing about God's love like today. And and we're like, yeah, 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 this I know. God loves me. The Bible tells me so. And, you know, we can all be experts in in expressing what God's love is. But why is it that we still find ourselves striving? Why do we still find ourselves dissatisfied, stale, and, and feeling rejected or unworthy? What is that? Why is that? Why do we find ourselves feeling like we're no further on? Where's the fruitfulness in our lives? And maybe we're making the same old mistakes or still trapped in the same old addictions or even finding new ones. And we've developed new things that have become part of our lives that we we just don't want to be part of our lives. Do you know that even though nothing can come between God's love for us, there's nothing that can separate God's love from us. So often what prevents us of knowing God's love fully, experiencing God's love, going deeper into God's love, is our self-rejection. And it was interesting hearing what you were saying, how, you know, it's so easy, you find it so easy knowing that God loves everybody else and God is there. And yet, for me, it's difficult. And yet, when I start receiving, this is for me. It's it's for me. This love is for me. God's love and fruitfulness and life and healing is for me. It's not just for everybody else. Self-rejection is our greatest enemy. Self-rejection goes against everything the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you of his love for you, of his plans for you, his purposes for you. We know this to be true of ourselves because we're always looking for acceptance when we're already accepted. We're all looking for this affirmation and, and pat on the back when we're already affirmed. And God's loving arms is around us saying, you are precious in my sight. His gentle, loving voice says how much he loves you, how much he accepts you. Tells us that we can rely on him, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And yet we still listen to the louder voices around us. Telling us that we need to prove ourselves. Telling us that we need to do something that that makes us worth something. That makes us relevant. that, That makes us spectacular or powerful. And then we know that we'll get that love that we so desire. We look for the next book or relationship to help us fulfill that deepest desire. Our self rejection thinks that we have to do something to be loved. And so we miss out on just being and delighting ourselves and freely receiving that which we could not earn, that which we, we don't really deserve, but is freely given to us. 
know, if we ever feel dissatisfied, 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 <laughs> if ever we feel dissatisfied or stale, or that's a real trigger for us to know that we need to center ourselves on God once again. We need to say, God, God, what is it that I'm believing about myself? What is it that, that's going on in my heart and life that's making me feel this, this dissatisfaction, this staleness in my life? Why is it, God, that, that I feel like I've got to keep on running? Why is it, God, that I'm feeling anxious or restless, maybe lustful or angry, dissatisfied, burnt out? No, we don't have to feel any of those things. We don't have to always be running and dissatisfied, busy, or even burnt out. Because we are already loved, accepted, <coughs> affirmed. Now, long before you were even born, God knew you. You were called by name from the very beginning. You are his and he is yours. You already have, have the love and favor resting upon you. He looks at you with infinite tenderness and care. Your name is inscribed on the palm of his hands. He knows every single hair on your head. And wherever you go, he goes with you. And if you make your bed in the depths of the sea, he is there. If you settle on the far side of the mountains, he is there and he will hold you fast. These are amazing promises and words that we can read about in God's word. 1 John 4, 16 says this. Ah. One, what, what was it you were reading? 3, 16. Okay. 1 John. Oh, this is 1 John 4, 16. And it says this, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in God, God lives in them. And so we can rely on God's love. We are to be conscious of his love for us, believe his love for us, rely and put our faith in God's love for us. Then, like the river that's mentioned in Ezekiel, your life will be full of life, fruitfulness, and health. God in you and you in God. What a powerful message to know that God in us and us in God. God's love for you is perfect and unconditional. And when you fail, he keeps on loving you. Because his love for you is not dependent on you. It's dependent on God, whose God is perfect. God is love. And we heard from Mike today about, he brought this prophetic word that God wanted to share with you today. That his love is this firm foundation. That we can stand firm on his love. It's not movable. He sent his son for you because you are worth loving. You are worth loving. Believe it or not, you are worth loving. So believe it, accept it, know that you are special, you have worth, you have value. Believe it, receive it, remain in it. Slow down and step in and go 
deeper into love. Swim in it. Enjoy it. Have fun in it. Find your freedom swimming in the depth of his love. You know, going to church is a great place for us to experience God's love. So we hear in, like, even a preached word, and we we experience some of his love because of the words that are coming out from the front. Or we sing in these great songs, and and we experience something of God's love when we're singing these songs. And it's almost like we're going ankle deep into his love. And and maybe if we're singing the right songs, or, or the preacher is saying the right things, we may end up being waist deep in God's love. And it's amazing and we feel his, his closeness and we feel his, his goodness and his healing and his restoration in our lives. And then, and then we go home and we, we continue with that self-rejection. We're busy in ourselves again and we, we make, because we want to make our lives count for something. And we somehow forget that, that we are no longer, and we are no longer living in the knowledge that, that we are unconditionally loved and accepted. Maybe we enjoy going to a deeper night and we spend longer periods of time there and, and this time we may, you know, it may not take us long before we feel wasted deep in the love of God. In fact, we, we're there for so long that we start swimming into the love of God and we, and we just think this is so great and it does us good and we feel uplifted and we feel full of life and we feel vitalized and, and it's an amazing time just being in the presence of God and we experience that love for us. There is so much more for us than these occasional moments. From living from one thing to the next thing when we, we get reminded and we experience in God's love again. And these are great moments that, that do help us to grow and develop in our experience and our love of God. But I believe that we are supposed to be conscious of his love all the time. That we're supposed to know and experience what it is to swim in his love, just being with him in our own times with him. That it doesn't matter if we go into church on Sunday or a midweek meeting or a, a deeper night, but we're so conscious of his love all the time that we believe his love. We rely on his love. We put our faith in his love continually. We've got this new family member this summer in our house, a cat. A ginger tomcat. There he is. Um, And when we first got him, he was um, a bit of a scaredy cat while he was getting used to us. He's a rescue cat. And so he, needed lo- so he needed lots of patience to get used to us. And, and the fact that, um, that we chose him, you know, he doesn't realize that he's loved and accepted because he would go out into his little hidey hole and all scared. And he'd, and he'd found this little space behind all the DVDs and the speakers and where he would just hide. It took me like a whole morning, one morning, to find where he was. And there he was behind these DVDs. And he's this, um, this particularly scared cat. And we would be there waiting for him to come out because we were just desperate to show him some love and to give him cuddles and treats. And, and sometimes he would come out to get his food and his water and, and we'd give him lots of treats and show him that we love him and then he'd go back into his little hidey hole and hide. Um, and he's a lot better now. He doesn't do that. But, um, you know, our Heavenly Father is so patient with us 
He's waiting for us to lead us deeper into his love. And we can hide away like some scared cat thinking this is some safe place. We've got all our security here. We've got everything that we need here. Nothing can touch us here. We've got, we put all these things around us to make us feel safe and secure. And yet he is there waiting for us. You know, our true security, our true provision in life and everything is coming and sitting with him in his presence to know him and getting to know him. Love is this mysterious thing that that we are all looking for, that we are all longing for. We write songs about it. We sing songs about it. We like watching movies about it, watching plays about it, maybe reading poems about it. We feel special when love is expressed to us. The thing is, we were created for love. So it's no wonder that that we want it, that we long after it, we chase after it, we wait patiently for it. How different would our lives be if we waited patiently in the Father's love for us? The Bible says that his love is full of life and fruitfulness and healing for us. He's continually waiting patiently for us. He has already chosen you, adopted you, called you by name. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you deeper into his unmeasurable love. Every time you listen with great attentiveness to your heavenly Father's voice, You will hear his voice telling you how much he loves you, how much you are accepted, how much you are valued to him, how much you are innocent before him. And like Tango, it's called Tango, by the way, our ginger tomcat, who has now grown in confidence and is enjoying the intention that he gets, ventures out of his little hidey hole more often and for longer and gives us lots of cuddles and, and all of that. As you hear your father's voice of love and acceptance, You'll want to know that more. You'll want to go deeper into that love. You'll want to experience his love more and more. And it's like taking another step in the river. You put your toes in and it feels nice. It feels safe. And once you've got your toes wet, you want to go deeper. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes letting go of self-rejection. It takes letting go of the things that you think gives you that safety and that security. It takes letting go of the things that you've put around you that makes you feel like, this is who I am. This is what makes me me. It takes letting go of that. It takes confidence and um, takes bravery to let go of all those things. And come to the Father and take hold of his precious love that is so life-giving. 1 John 4 says this, that perfect love drives out fear. That there is no fear in love. The Holy Spirit is there to lead us, to help us, to go deeper. And the deeper we go into his love, the things of this world seems to have its, has less significance in our life, seems to have less of a hold of our lives. We're able to trust God that, that he is with us, 
trust him that even though through those difficult times that he is right there beside us what does it look like for you to slow down long enough to go deeper into love what does it look like for you it probably looks different for each one of us but what does it look like for you to slow down and go deeper into love is it sitting with him more and listening to him maybe it's reading your bible and allowing him to to reveal himself through his word and expressing his love to you in his word you know the bible is a love story to us it talks about how god's precious plan and purpose of creating us was was for love it talks about how even though we rejected them, he rejected him, he, he still came after us because of his love for us. And it says how the people rejected him, and yet he still, because of his love, he wanted to show people his promises and his love, and he never gave up on his people. Even so much that he sent his one and only son into the world to show us how much he loves us by being here with us. He never, ever gave up on his love for us. And he still never gives up his love for us. His Bible is, the Bible is full of promises and life and of, of how we can pursue him and know him and know his love and acceptance towards him. Now, I love God so much that I want to know what God is saying to me. And so the more I read that, I can go deeper into God's love. Maybe going deeper into love is getting rid of all that in your life that is causing you to be distracted from him. Maybe we need support in that. Maybe we need encouragement in that. Maybe we need help with that. But going deeper into God is saying, God, I realize these things in my life is, is not the best for me. And yet I want to experience you more. I want to let go of the things that are holding me back. I want to let go of the things that I've been seeking to give me comfort and strength. And, and yet it's not. It's destroying my life. It's, it's making me feel less fruitful. It's making me feel stale. Maybe it's letting go of things. Maybe it's repenting of a, an attitude or a behavior. Maybe it's forgiving somebody that's caused you pain. Maybe it's you asking someone else to forgive you where maybe you've wronged them or they feel like you wronged them. Maybe it's looking at who is around you and just loving them. You know, the amazing thing about God's love is that even if we don't do any of that, God still loves us. That is so wonderful and amazing, isn't it? God's love never changes. But you know you're going deeper into God's love because these things start to take hold in your life, that you, you start wanting to do these things. You start wanting to know more about well, what does it mean for God to love me and for me to love God? What does it mean for me to lay down my life? What does it mean to let go of things that are holding me back from going deeper? And that's the thing about God's love. You know you're going deeper because transformation starts happening in your life. You know, maybe you could start with a daily prayer in your, you know, as you're praying and coming before God that, that maybe says something like this. Father, take me deeper into you. Show me where I need to let go of that which is entangling me. 
Show me where there is self-rejection in me. Help me to see where I've, where I've sought from this world a satisfaction that can only come from being totally submerged in your full acceptance and love. Lord, I want to make spending time with you a priority. Lord, I want to receive all the promises that come from being in your love. Maybe you could pray something like that and then just sit and wait and listen and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal his love in your life and let the power of his love take effect in your life as he speaks to you and whispers to you and, and helps you and gives you strength and peace that you need. Um, can we just pray? Father God, I just want to thank you for your words of life and wholeness and strength and Lord God I just pray that each one of us right now in this room would just just hear you in our own way Lord God in the way that that you speak to us as individuals God I thank you God that you know every single person in this room you know everything that's going on in each of our lives and Lord God you know what we need when we need it God And so, Lord God, I just pray that we would just find moments, Lord God, where we can just slow down and go deeper into you. And, Lord God, where we find lifelessness and staleness and and striving and struggle, Lord God, let your Holy Spirit speak to us as a trigger and say, now is time to slow down and come and center myself on you. Lord, 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 help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear your whispers. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.